morning. Welcome to Association Rockstars, where we hear about the journey and insights of amazing association executives and partners who are building the association industry of tomorrow. I'm your host, Lowell Applebaum. I'm the CEO and strategy catalyst at Vistacova, where we partner with organizations on strategic facilitation. With me today, Zadanya Calhoun-Coates, CMP-CAE. We're talking to Adanya at a really exciting moment. Uh, she's departing her role as Associate Executive Director of the American Thyroid Association, and she's soon to become the Chief Executive Officer of the American Music Therapy Association. As an ASE DELP scholar, Adanya has 20 years of association experience. We are incredibly excited to have you with us, and if anyone has questions they want to ask of Adanya, feel free to place them in the comments. We'll get them throughout. Danya, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me to do this. Well, it seems like we always start with asking uh, our rock stars that are coming about strengths. And uh, with the kids, we always talk about superpowers. So that's the frame we use. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'd love to start the same with you. As you think about your journey and what you bring to the table, what would you say is one of your superpowers? I would say my superpower is empathy. Mm. You know, I think the ability to understand people and to really want to know about what people think, how they feel, why they do the things they do, that that's really what drives me right now. And so for me, that's how I I, I pace everything that I do in my, in my professional life and my personal life, everything uh, builds upon empathy. From leaders that you've seen in the association space or your own journey, I mean, I feel like empathy is something, that, especially during this time, we're hearing about more and more. Is that something that you've seen in a lot of the leaders you've admired, or how is that you feel like are helping shape the leaders we need? Definitely. I think when I've looked at all of the leaders that I've worked with, worked under, who I've had the opportunity to collaborate with over the years, that's always been something that stood out for me in the leaders that I respected and that I admired is their interest in the interest beyond just the work, the wanting to get to know more, the, the wanting to understand why things are happening the way they're happening uh, outside of uh, the professional spectrum. So for me, it, it's just how I base everything I do. I said my entire life is, is built upon this, so. Do you feel like that's something you've learned along the way or something you always had in you? I think it's something I've always had in me, but I think I've, I've really understood what it meant along my journey. And I've been able to utilize that, I would say, to my advantage and to how I, how I engage with people, how I, how I approach different things in my professional life. So it was always there, but how I, how I use it to build upon, build relationships and understand projects and, and, and work with members and leaders, it, I think it's all just, you know, it all started from what I had in me and understanding what that was and how to use it. You know, your, your journey, at least in the association space, you're your bio is 20 years long. Ooh. You know what? It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Where, where along the journey did you have the re recognition that like associations was a place like that you wanted to make your professional home? I mean, there's so many different places I would say along my career path that I under where I started to really understand you know who I was what I was doing and the impact that I was making on uh, the association or the company I worked I think 
it all started for me at the American Psychological Association. You know, I came out of college with a degree in psychology. So of course, that's where you should go work at APA. I mean, that's what you do, right? And after being there and understanding that I didn't, I no longer wanted to be a psychologist and understanding association dynamics and how people interact and what associations can really do for, uh, for different communities, it struck me as something important. And it really made me see that this is something I want to do. And I think I left associations for a few years. I, I, I changed my journey a little bit just to see, you know, really building my, say, my management, my management skills and, and building that aspect of my, my, my professional journey. But I realized in that space that associations really, it really was the place I wanted to be because I wanted to have an impact. And I just love the mission-driven work that associations offer different communities. And that's what drove me to associations. That's what makes me want to be here. That's what makes me want to really push for the groups that I get the opportunity to work with. I mean, along, along the way, that mission-driven work is such a driver for us. Have you found it just like easily ran one step to the next in the journey? Were there hurdles along the way? I think there were definitely hurdles. I think every position that I've had, it's always been about, well, what does it mean to me personally? Because I, I really can't be somewhere where I don't have some type of personal connection or feeling like I'm really contributing to the purpose of that organization. So I think I had to, you know, I have in my, having my child, I would think in the, maybe the bit of the height of my uh, rise was a really a little jarring, <laughs> having to step back and, and take a pause and really figure out how to manage my professional life and my personal life. So I think that time in my career was when I really had to step back and realize what did I want for myself and you know how do you balance being a mother and a leader at the same time and it was it was hard and I'm not going to say it wasn't and I never stopped but I did slow down a little bit so having to manage both responsibilities but really recognizing that the mission of the association the work I was doing was so important and how it impacted the lives of so many people that uh, my association touched, that's what really kept pushing me forward and driving me to continue to excel in the association world. You know, along the way, I imagine throughout the course of your career, you've had those that have supported you or mentored you or helped you. And do you yes. have any good, good examples of what those relationships have looked like? I've had so many great people in my corner along my journey. And they've just been, uh, I say good listeners, people willing to take the time to sit down and, and communicate with you and to help you and to encourage you. When, you know, I think being able to accept criticism, you know, learning from that, being able to, you know, rebound and regroup when things don't always go as planned. I think those were critical things and the mentors and the leaders that I, I was able to, 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 to work with, you know, my last executive director, uh, she retired recently, but she was such a critical, a critical, uh, uh, a critical person in my journey because working with her and understanding the dynamics and putting the right things in perspective for me and understanding that you could be a leader with your empathy could shine through in your leadership. You didn't have to be a leader and you couldn't, you know, have emotions. You couldn't have the passion. It was okay to, to 
have all my family values, putting that at the forefront of how I operated. All of those things really helped me see that I was on the right path and that I could continue to grow within the association space and I could take my personal life along with my professional journey. And, and I think that's been everything for me. Do you think that, you know, what you discussed as a, a moment of you felt the need to step back as you were becoming a, a mother, do you think our, our industry, that those in it face the same challenge today when they're coming to that threshold of becoming a parent? Do you think it's any better or any thoughts for those that are at that place? I think it's a, I think it's a difficult place for a lot of working mothers yeah. because so many of us are on this trajectory for our careers and, you know, we could be at the height of our career or we could be just, you know, rising to where we would like to go. And, and, and children really have a huge impact on your life. And some people can take in a stride and they can roll with the punches and, you know, it's not a big deal. For me, it, it was a big deal. It, it was a huge life shift. And I think that what I've learned from it is I didn't stop. Yeah. I did slow down a little bit. And, and, I, and I think that's important for people to know that you can slow down without stopping. You, yeah. can, you, can, you, know, you can step back and still be stepping up in so many other ways. And you should never stop just because if you want to stop, by all means, do it. Right. But if you have a passion, you can do both. It's just understanding what you want for yourself. And it took me a little while to really figure that out, that I wanted both. And I was yeah. struggling because I felt like maybe I should choose one, one over the other. And then I, I recognized you don't have to choose. You can do both. The, uh, you can step back and still step up. Is yeah. a it paints a, be a beautiful image of something probably all of us could do at this moment of uh, such busy lives. So yes. Thinking about how to have a better perspective. Uh, we have a, a question from someone watching, uh, Melissa Ferrari. She asked, uh, if you could highlight one thing or the pieces that make up a package of what helped you take the step to the CEO role, what's your advice to others that are primed to be a step up candidate? I would say, you know, one, know what you want. I think a, a lot of people, you think you want to be in the C-suite, you think it's the journey that you want, but really know if that's what you want to do. And I think for me, it was working hard. You know, I was fortunate to work in a small association where I got to touch so many different aspects of association management that I likely wouldn't have touched in a lar larger organization. So I have, a, uh, I would say a really well-rounded understanding of how associations operate. You know, I, I really built my network. I went out and I'm very proud to be a part of ASAE's uh, Diversity Executive Leadership Program. And I think being in that space with so many amazing leaders and mentors who have nothing but the most, who have, they, they have a lot of recognition in the industry. Some do, some don't, but the passion and the help that that community and that guide that they've been for me, letting me see so many people who look like me, who talk like me, who walk like me, uh, on the same journey as myself. I, I think knowing what you want is priority, finding the right community to support you and to help, uh, help you grow and develop is critical in moving towards the C-suite. You know, you've spoken in our conversation, not just sort of about what you bring to the table, but also mm -hmm. about how important it is to resonate with the organization association you're affiliating with. Uh, whether it's like this current transition or one of your previous uh, job transitions, 
what along the way lets you know that like this is a place I want to be. Like when you work with it, you're coming into an organization, right? Like you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. What do you look for? Like what what for you shines? Well, one, again, like I said, I have to be connected to what the association is about, the mission, the vision of the association. I, I can't work for an association that doesn't that doesn't align with my personal or professional values. That's I would say that's one. And then it's you know, being able to really work with people. I think, again, I think empathy is something that I, I really take seriously and getting to know the members, the leaders of the association, uh, the staff. I, I believe in the teamwork approach to everything. You know, it's all about everyone working together, trying to understand everyone's perspective, taking time to listen. Yeah. I think it's great, you know, as a new CEO, everyone at this critical juncture is looking for change. Is you know, how do we pivot? How do we step back and, and remain relevant, relevant in COVID times? How do we continue to allow the association to grow? And those are all very important things, but you have to know what this know what each association, what their core values are, what, what the members want, what, you know, how, how is the staff interacting with the members? How, how, how are all the dynamics coming together? And then I think you, you can, determine you know what's the best approach to go forward i i don't believe in the bulldozer approach it's it's all about listening and learning and then finding a way to have an impact all about listening and learning so as you think about starting in this ceo role how do you uh any thoughts you have on how you're going to listen and learn i think it's it's taken the time to get to know the the people that I'm going to be engaging with, I feel so incredibly fortunate and blessed that this association has, you know, they they heard my message, they they heard my goals for this association, and they would like me to help them go forward. And so for me, it's getting in and really trying to live up to everything that I said I would do. I I, I have a, I love helping people. I love engaging with people. I mean, I do it professionally I do it personally so you're really good at <laughs> thank you I just look forward to you know to, to stepping in and doing whatever I can to help this association grow and continue you know along the greatness that it's had it has and, and really build upon it I've done so much in my previous association and I have that same passion and fervor that I want to bring to this association so you think about I mean these are different times if you will that we're living in. As you think about what uh, our industry, the association industry needs from its leaders, any thoughts you have on sort of what leadership qualities are gonna help us not just survive but thrive uh, as association professionals, executives, rock stars, partners, what leadership qualities do we need? I think empathy. <laughs> well, you're a rock star. <laughs> you know, really being able to work with people and listen to people and understand that people are coming from so many different places right now, emotionally, pro professionally, financially, and just getting to know what's important to people. I know that if you get to the C-suite, then yes, it, it, everyone understands that there is a technical, there's some technical knowledge and ability that you have. But along with that technical knowledge and, and skills and abilities, how can you work with people? How can you communicate? How are you willing to interact and really try to make the association, uh, help the association grow? So I, I think it's important that 
communication, listening, you know, compassion, really trying to understand the different viewpoints of everyone who's going to make up what this associate, what matters to this association. That's what's important to me, you know, and I think that's what leaders need to need to pay attention to, you know, really having interest, gratitude, encouragement, and supporting the people who are working with you and around you to move that association forward. Yeah, but giving me two different thoughts, I'll ask the first one, I'll see if <laughs> second. You know, the first is this idea of like skill acquisition of communication of being able to listen better. Like so much of that is human interaction. Of course, we're living in a time of more isolation. For those that are looking to grow to be the leaders that we need, where do you find or where would you give advice for them to seek opportunities when we're in isolation in our little Zoom boxes, right? To grow yeah. skills of communication, to grow skills of connection. Where do you find it or where would you advise others to find it? I would say you, you have to just step out of your comfort zone a little bit. I mean, I like being in my little box and I could, you know, I fortunately have a strong network already, but if you don't, I think right now there's so much free information because of COVID because of the changing nature and how associations are operating right now and people are doing business, the internet is, is your friend. You know, sometimes the internet has been seen as a, a villain and, the, you know, it's not always been seen as a positive place to, to gain information and to learn new things and to expose yourself. But in these times, I think so many associations are pivoting. They're really trying to engage people in different ways and this is, I think, a, a great opportunity for people who aren't really maybe as uh, social or, you know, not as willing to step outside of your comfort zone. Do it just a little, you know, just try one or two things, whether you speak up or you don't. I think being in the space and realizing that everybody is just like you, you know, no one is, I think th that's one of the biggest things I've learned. We're all the same. It doesn't matter if you have the biggest visibility in an association or you're someone where no one knows your name but the person who, 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 who cuts your payroll check. It doesn't really matter where you came from or where you are in your journey. Everybody's valuable and everybody has a place. And if you're comfortable, step up, speak up. And if you're not, that's okay too. But put yourself in a space to be able to network and, 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 and learn from your peers. But it certainly sounds like with your empathy, that's something you've been able to do and do successfully. Uh, we are com coming close to the end. So I'll ask you uh, one last question, which I want to give thanks to Juan Amador, who on our last Rockstar interview gave us as a closing, as a closing question, I believe he learned from Susan Neely, but I love it, uh, which is, you know, as you think about your journey, what's the legacy you want to leave behind? that I came, that I saw, and I didn't conquer, but I kept pushing. I kept trying. I kept growing. I never stopped pushing to want more for myself and to want more for the others around me. No matter where you start, doesn't it, where you start is not where you have to finish. Continue to push yourself for whatever you want, no matter how lofty it may seem. You know, what I saw in the 20-year-old Adania is not this. So, you know, knowing who you are, being okay with who you are, learning to love yourself, accepting what your critical strengths are and pushing yourself, pushing yourself for greatness. I mean, I, all I do is continue to try to push myself to do more. When I, when I hit a wall personally, professionally, okay, 
how do I pivot from that? How do I learn from that? How can I start over? I just don't give up. It's not a setback. It's an opportunity to step forward. It's not a step back. It's an opportunity to step forward. Love that. Looking forward to the many steps ahead that yes. we'll get to benefit from as we continue to step up and contribute to our field. Thank you. I would really appreciate you joining us today and sharing your wisdom and perspective. Thanks uh, for having me. This has been great. And want to give a thank you to Amy Hager, who's on the one behind the scenes and on the Facebook page and through all the other channels of the podcast and YouTube, making the magic happen. And of course, thank you to everyone who's joining us. Uh, appreciate your questions. Appreciate your comments. And please do continue to post any questions or comments. We'd love to continue to know what you're thinking about as you tune in to Association Box Talks. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Until then, Association Rock on. Thank you.